0: hey welcome everyone to the from the shadows podcast i am your host shane grove and with me as always is the kind of super producer jason
3: greetings everybody
0: so um jason <clears throat> before we introduce our guest all right i uh i uh you, you know i have a lot of musician friends and i so a uh, 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 really good musician out of nashville her name is Lockwood Bar. Great name for a musician, by the way. It is. And she is a she is a fantastic um, banjo player of all things. She's probably one of the best banjo players, man or woman, down in Nashville right now. Nice. But Lockwood Bar. So I'm telling everybody go check her out. Go check out her music. She's got a new single out. Anyway, so do I sound like I'm I'm promoting her new single? Oh, absolutely. Anyway,
3: I'm going to check anyway. it out now. <laughs>
0: Anyway, but the reason I bring her up is on her Instagram story today, she had this kind of a cool little, um, it, it's like a billboard. And it says, what if UFOs are just billionaires from other planets?
4: <laughs>
0: now, isn't that, isn't that, isn't that kind of like, uh, something to think about, huh? I mean, I know it's supposed to be funny and stuff and I, I told her it was pretty funny, but, uh, Think about that for a second.
3: What what if what if that's what <laughs>
0: we
3: well, really are. If that's the case, we will have Elon Musk visiting some other planet before too long. Yeah, and they'll think, I mean, look, he kinda
0: nothing against Elon, but he kinda looks like a like a Martian. He like could, he could be will be, yeah.
3: He kinda looks like, like when we it.
0: talk about when we talk about Injured Cold with the, the Mothman thing. I kind of pictured that's what injured cold would look like—kind of pasty, <laughs> and, and and far a far off look in his eye or whatever.
3: But uh, hey, um, hey, when you got a billion plus dollars working for you and making it every day, come on now—you can afford to look like anything you want.
0: Yeah. So why do you look like that? Right. Right. I mean, I gotta look like this. I don't have any choice. <laughs> he doesn't. Right. He's got a choice. Yeah.
3: All right, let's get to our guest. I think our audience is going to be truly excited.
0: Yes, yes. And, you know, speaking of UFOs, our guest has an interesting UFO encounter that he's going to tell us about. So uh, welcome to the program, Mr. Mike Trapp from Columbus, Ohio. Mike, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys?
3: Good, good, good.
0: Well, you could tell we're, you know, from before the show, we're we're full, we're full of it. So, so, so Mike, um, why don't you let everybody know how you, you know, what the heck you're doing on our show? Like, how did you even, how did you even come to find us and what, and what led you to reach out and volunteer for this sort of uh, chicanery?
1: Well, um, I listen to certain podcasts um, at work and I usually get through them all by Tuesday and on Wednesday and Thursday, I usually go searching for new ones and I find some that I listen to and I don't care for and I find some new ones uh, that I like to listen to and you guys are the ones I like to listen to. Um, you guys are from Ohio, I'm from Ohio, so there's a bit of kinship there, I, I think. so. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, of
0: course, of course, yes. Yes well we pre- we appreciate that you yeah we appreciate that you found us and liked to listen to us that's for sure
1: <laughs> well'm I'm, I'm pretty I'm a pretty new listener um couple of months maybe two three months
0: mm-hmm. okay, so we haven't scared him off yet Jason so we're, no, we're no. good. <laughs> 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 but but you reached out and you have some really really cool stories that we're gonna get into tonight and. Like I mentioned, the first one is, is a UFO story. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love for you to share it with, cause Jason doesn't know, doesn't know it. No, he yeah, I haven't heard
3: it. anything and he refuses to tell me. So uh, he says, you got to hear just it start, from the horse. Just out of
0: general, just out of general principle, I don't tell Jason anything. <laughs> That's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so why don't you share, you know, share with Jason and our listeners, like, you know, what, uh, what happened to you?
1: Well, this um, took place from best of my recollection. Mm -hmm. Um, This happened in mid to late August of 1995. Uh, I was working a second shift job in Columbus, and I think it was like a 3 to 11.30 type of shift, um, Monday through Friday. And I lived in a small town uh, about 30 minutes west of Columbus called London. So um, I would, you know, drive into work in the afternoon, come home late at night. Uh, I had a couple friends that lived in the same town as I did, and they worked with me at the same shift. So there were myself and I think two other guys that, um, you know, I knew personally, and then all the other people at work. And being that it was summertime, you know, the the sun usually sets train 8.30, 9.30, depending upon the time of the year. Um, So we didn't get a lot of, you know, we left 11.30, so it was dark. But there's usually only, at this time of year, only a couple hours where it was actually dark enough to see the stars. And for about, I think it was about two weeks, um, when well, when we would go home, I'll start with that. When we would go home at night, there were three basic ways to get home. Um, The most direct route was to get on Interstate 70 and take that west. Um, You could also take State Route 40 and go west. It ran parallel with 70, but it went through a couple little towns, and there were a couple little speed traps on it and stuff like that. So most people didn't go that way. And then the other way was to go what I call the back way. So you would go back through the country roads. It took a little bit longer, but it was more scenic, I guess you could say, than the highway. So when we would go home for about two weeks, we would go west, and for two weeks we would see these three lights in the sky at night, and they would look like stars, but they were relatively big. Um, so if you held like a, if you held a pencil out at arm's length, you know, like I had in grade school, a pencil with the eraser at the end, and held it at arm's length, the lights were about as big around as the end of the eraser on the pencil. So they were bigger than any other stars in the sky. And the other difference was that these lights moved. Um, And they did every night for the two weeks or so that this went on, all these three lights moved. And so if you were looking at them, um, I, I call them lights one, two, and three from left to right. So if you're looking at them, light one was on your left. And it would start at the horizon, and it would go, it would, quote, unquote, go up into the sky. You know, it was was far away, so I'm not sure how high it was or anything like that. But you could see it go up into the sky, and it would kind of get to its top of the line of travel, and it would kind of turn down and travel down towards the horizon, running parallel with its previous path, get almost to the horizon, and it would turn up, and it would go back up again. So it basically went up and down, right? Um, And it did this probably, I'm thinking that it went from the bottom to the top in probably 45 seconds, maybe a minute. So I'm not sure how fast it was moving where it was, but that was in relationship to how I was seeing it. So I will skip light number two for a second and go to light number three. And light number three was on the very far right of your field of vision. And it did the exact same thing as light number one. It would go up and kind of curve and come down almost to the horizon and curve back up and it would just go up and down. I don't remember lights one and three doing this in tandem. So one may have been going up, one may have been going down. I don't remember that much detail. I just remember they went up and down. Light number two was different because it was it traveled. It was between lights one and three. And it traveled from light one, and it traveled straight across the horizon, almost to light number two. And then it would turn down, looking like it was going to touch the horizon, and it would just disappear. And then a second later, it would just reappear on the left side, right by light number one. And it would kind of curve back up and travel straight across left to right, get to where light where light number three was, curve down, blink out blink up on the left so these three lights did these patterns every night for about two weeks um so we talked about it you know my friends and I we would let we go home we would talk about how weird that was and that type of thing And at the time we were between 19 and 23 you know depending upon which one of us you were talking about so we were young we didn't watch the news um, this was in 90 so there wasn't any podcast on um there wasn't any smartphones or anything like that very few people even even had cell phones back then yeah there's hardly so, any
0: there's hardly anything about ufos except books you know there exactly. wasn't anything there wasn't even tv shows that really gave yeah. it any credence so
1: so i had people ask me well did you see anything about it on the news and i said well you know we were so young and had so many we were hanging out. We were going places. We were working. We were dating, all that kind of stuff. So, UFOs was the farthest thing from our minds. We just thought it was something weird. Um, and it's worth noting that out in that direction, which is west of Columbus and west of where I lived, was Wright Pat Air Force Base. So, I think that a couple of us probably just thought it was some kind of weird Wright Pat airport weirdness that they had going out on out their airplanes or helicopters or whatever. So one night, um, I left, we left work 1130. It was, I remember the night. It was a warm night. There was no wind. Um, there was one little fluffy cumulus cotton ball type cloud floating in the sky. Um, and the moon was very bright that night. I don't remember if it was a full moon. I just remember that when you would go outside, it was so bright that even in the dark, if you were outside of the city lights, it would cast your shadow on the ground. So it was a nice warm night and I thought, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go home the back way instead of going to hot death freeway. So I get in the car and my 21 year old brain, even though I was quote unquote, an adult, you still do weird <laughs> things when you're that age, you know? <laughs> so I, I had this yeah. smart idea that every time I turned to my car in that direction, I would flash my bright lights, and my thinking was, I'm going to attract this alien spaceship. So, every time I would turn turn in that direction, going home the back way, I would just constantly flash my bright lights. And I'm in the country, and it's um, probably 11:40, 1140, 11:45 at night, so it's dark. And I see the lights doing their thing, and I notice light number three, the one on the right, that every time it cycled it would go up and kind of cycle down it seemed to get bigger and it would it would get it, it got bigger and it would go down to the horizon it would cycle up and would turn and come back down and it'd get bigger and it get bigger and i took that to mean that this thing is coming towards me and i was like oh this is going to be really cool so as i'm getting as i'm going home i'm about 5 maybe 10 minutes from my house um if anybody knows this area it's state route 665 it runs kind of uh, west to northwest to southeast, kind of um, below Columbus. And I get on 665, and I notice I'm starting to see this thing have a shape to it. And it's not going up and down anymore. It's coming, like, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm thinking, oh, this thing is coming towards me. So I find um, this country road, and um, I don't remember – I remember – what I did was I pulled off, and they have um, these, little, these little roads that the farmers make from the road to their fields so they can get their farm equipment into the field. And I pulled off on one of these little roads, and the field either had soybeans in it or it was nothing, but there was no corn or anything. I, I don't remember anything being tall. And there was a big tree to my left, and I pull and I, I pulled on this, on this little inlet road thing for the field. And I remember all you hear all the stories about how when UFOs come, your lights flicker, your car dies, your radio goes crazy. So I just did, did everything. I I hit my brights. I kept my brights on. I left the car running. I opened the door. The dome light came on. I turned the radio up, and I was waiting to see if anything were to happen. And as I see this thing coming, it starts to take a shape. So if you <clears throat> can imagine your stereotypical raindrop, how it's kind of like bulb is at the bottom and it tapers to a point as it falls through the air. You take that and lay it on its side. So the bulbous part is on the right and it tapers to, to the left to a point, but instead of it tapering sig- significantly quick, it, it's a slow taper. So it's sort of like, sort of like a hot dog with a, with one end is round and the other end is pointy. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah. it's shaped, it's shape- it, it's shaped like this, but it's coming towards me, and it's off to my right a little bit. And I noticed that whatever this thing is, it has wings. And each wing is angled back along each side at about probably a 30-degree angle. They were they were very steeply angled back. But they weren't wings like an airplane. They look, you know, how airplane wings are kind of relatively thin. They're kind of thick at the front, and they kind of taper at the end but, or the back, but they're kind of thin. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: These were looked to be really, these look to be really thick. And I say that because on its, I guess it would be its right wing, there were four or five round uh, yellow things. Now my, my mind, and when I saw them, I immediately thought portholes, like you'd see like an old style submarine from like the fifties, you know, those movies, or maybe a porthole from a ship. And I couldn't tell if they were portholes or if they were actually lights, but they looked to be illuminated from within, as the best I could describe. And there were four or five along the leading edge of this wing. And I remember the no, thinking that the wing is really thick. It's thick enough for these big yellow portholes or lights, whatever they were, along the side of its front wing. And it, 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 as it approached me, it started to bank towards its left, I guess. So I got to see the bottom of it and the bottom of the right wing, and the very tip of the left wing on the other side of it. And at the tip of each wing, and at the front of it was each, at the end of each wing and the front was a yellow light. And the light kind of shined down, like it was trying to hit the ground, but it never hit the ground. It only came, made it maybe a, a third of the way down from this object. And it reminded me of a of a spotlight, but they weren't moving. They were they were just stationary. Um, and as it as it uh, I say flew over me, but there were no propellers, there were no blades, there was no engine sound, there was no wash, there was absolutely dead silence. So I'm outside my car, the door open. I'm standing between the door and the, and the car itself, and I'm in the country. There's no noise, there's no cars, there's no wind. Off to my back, at a corner of my eye, I can see the lights of the glow of the city of Columbus. And behind me, I can, I can tell the moon is shining because I can see um, shadows kind of, of of my head on the top of my car. And I saw, I made a point to look at what would be the, the, the uh, end or the tail of this, whatever this was. And I was looking for like a typical wing or a, I'm sorry, a typical airplane type of structure where it has the vertical fin and there's names for them. I forget what they're called, but there's a vertical fin and there's the horizontal fins. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, like, any... ru- like the rudder and stuff. Like the,
1: the... Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was looking for, but it, it just came to a point. There was nothing back there. <laughs> wow. Okay. It, and as it, as it, as it kind of banked the light, from the moon caught underside of it, or I guess maybe the top of it. I couldn't really tell at this point what was top and bottom. But I remember it was a dark color. I don't know if it was black. It was either black or dark blue. I don't know what color it was, but the light from the moon was re- was hitting it. So it may have been black, but it looked it didn't look as dark as black would, you know what I mean, because of the, the moonlight. But I remember... On this object, if you ever saw like a um, recording booth some people have in their house or their stu- or their studio where they have the soundproof walls where they have – it looks like foam. Yeah, type, the egg, And there's like foam. Like
0: the, the gray egg crate sort of egg yeah, crate.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. This, this, this whole thing was covered in that texture.
0: So it was like, thinking, bump, was like bumps? Like it wasn't smooth? It had like it,
1: – it, It looked like there were like three vertical slats slats right next to three horizontal slats right next to three vertical slats. It alternated like that along the the fuselage of this thing. And it was was low enough that I could see this. I'm guessing it was probably only 50 to 75 feet above me at the time. It was significantly large. And at the time, I thought, this is super cool. Looking back on it, I'm thinking that's super frightening because I don't know <laughs> what this thing was, you know.
4: <laughs> this so is, looking, super looking it, <laughs> this yeah, is super stupid. Yeah, that's what I'm
1: thinking. It, exactly, that's what I was thinking now. But looking back on, it, I'm like, wow, this is super cool. Mm-hmm. But this, it, it kind of, it kind of glided. I guess I think that's the word, the past tense of glide. I'm not sure, but it kind of glided over me, and, and it banked, so I could see the under its underbelly. And that's where I saw the, that, that texture, I guess you would call it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I saw the, t- saw the tip of the right wing, or I'm sorry, the tip of the left wing and the entire underside of the right wing, the four or five portholes or lights, whatever they were, and the, the two lights at the end of the wing and the light at the end of this object. As it drifted over my car, I turned around and I, and I watched it until it was about two-thirds of the way over my car. And I thought, well, what are the other two lights doing? So I turned back and I looked at the other two lights for like two or three seconds. And they're doing their same thing. Nothing's changed. And I look back to see this object, and it is absolutely gone. I can see from horizon to horizon. There is one puffy cloud in the sky, the lights of Columbus, some telephone poles off in the distance and I looked from left to right. I looked everywhere and this thing had just disappeared out off the face of the planet. I don't know where it went. I didn't hear anything. I didn't feel like a rush of air, like it took off or anything like that It just kind of just vanished.
4: Hmm.
1: And I get in the car and I, I don't, I, I kind of remember the drive home cause I kind of remember the other two lights doing their thing. And never seen the third light. I don't remember getting home and I don't remember anything. I think this happened on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I because I say that because I don't remember anything else happening that weekend. Now I'm not saying that I was abducted or anything like that. I'm just saying that maybe this was so weird and crazy that my brain just didn't remember anything else I did that weekend. Or maybe I'm just, I was just a boring person and have anything. Well, I was, was going to say,
0: what,
1: what else is going
0: to stand out on the weekend? that you saw a UFO.
3: Well, I just figure you know, it takes <laughs> yeah. some time for your brain to process yeah. that, you know what I mean? It's not something you see well, every day.
0: Well, yeah, well, but if, to stand out, he'd have to see Bigfoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I remember <laughs> the night I saw the UFO. And then the next day I saw Bigfoot. Not that I went to, you know, uh, the burger joint in high street Thurman's and ate the Terminator or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, what else is going to, I just
1: thought, I I just thought it village. was, <laughs> yeah. I, just, yeah. I just thought it was, it was weird that I don't remember, you know, looking back on it at the time, I didn't think anything of it,
4: mm-hmm.
1: but looking back on it, it was just kind of strange. that I didn't really remember anything until the very next work day when I tell some friends of mine about it and they're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. You know, whatever. they they just weren't the type of guys. Now, no offense to anybody listening, but I worked with a bunch of hillbillies. So they were all concerned about, you know, fishing after work and four wheeling. And that's great. I did that kind of stuff too, Mm -hmm. but this was significant to me. They did. They didn't seem to care, which is fine. Not everybody's into it. I just thought it was weird that they didn't think it was that big of a deal, but I remember I went back to work and for the next two or three nights, I saw those same three lights doing the same thing. And every night I went the same route and did the same exact thing, trying to get this to happen again. And nothing ever happened. And after two or three days of doing this, those lights disappeared and I never saw them again.
0: Wow. uh, Wow. So, okay. So a couple things I jotted down while you're telling the story that I wanted to kind of ask were, so, When the when the vehicle or the craft or whatever is over top of you, did you see? Did it give off any light that you would have? You know, you're seeing them from a distance, a big light that you're watching. You know, maneuver about in the sky. Did it have that same sort of light coming off of it? Like that would that, you know, a light source that you could see from that distance as you're up close? Like, was there any, like, you know what I'm asking, right? Like, you're seeing this give off a light source that's a pretty good size from a distance. As it came up close, was that light source evident in any way? I mean, it doesn't sound like it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like you just saw some little lights.
1: And at the time, I thought that was kind of strange too, but I was just kind of overcome with what I was seeing that I didn't do a lot of critical thinking you know um, but once well yeah got, yeah, once, yeah once it got about halfway towards me it seemed like the light that I was seeing like the bright white light that I was seeing originally kind of was not there anymore and it's wow. when it started when it started to take a shape that's when the light disappeared now how
0: I mean, and then the first thing you said when you turned around you know, and looked at the other lights and you turned around and it was gone, first thing I thought of was it cloaked itself. It wasn't that you it took off, because that it just cloaked itself and you can no longer see it. That's kind of like so the first guess, thing that came, came to mind for me.
1: I guess a couple of things could have happened. One, it could have just disappeared off the planet. Mm-hmm. It could have cloaked itself, or I just was seeing things and I was crazy. But or, there was there was no, <laughs> or
3: one of the other things is it could have went into another dimension, because a well, lot yeah, of these things, like are – yeah, yeah.
0: Well, it just it's so you know, and and the first time Mike you and I kind of talked about this, the first thing I'm thinking is, oh, you saw some experimental plane from right because I mean I knew where the general area was, but mm-hmm. we. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we still don't have a plane 25 years later, 26 years later, that looks like a, te- like a teardrop shape that, f- you know, kind of just glides along with no sound or apparent propulsion. Am I wrong about that? Or am I? Or I, mean, am I as far as
3: I know. Shane, yeah. I think you're right. I mean, I don't think we have that kind of technology
0: i I kinda I googled while we were sitting here like what airplanes and, and look, I am not an airplane nut, okay so I wouldn't really know, but I don't you know something like that seems a little out of our um, ability, you know mm. technology wise. and I looked up like what airplane and there's like an airbus that looks similar to that, but it has the typical, rudders and and fin on the back end okay there's nothing out there that i know of other than maybe like a stealth a stealth bomber or whatever and you've seen stealth bombers now you know what they look like mm-hmm. to know if that mm-hmm. was a stealth bomber that went over top of you and a stealth bomber doesn't go
3: as slow as what you're describing no, they're very fast yeah the only absolutely. thing
1: i could think of at the time or where- or later when I learned about it was it, it reminded me of like a stealth blimp that I've heard about. But again, this thing had wings. So if, it, if it's a stealth blimp, why does it have to have wings? To me that is kind of contradictory. But again, I, didn't, well, you know, I don't know. Any stuff about well, that. even,
0: even a blimp, even the blimp has the similar, you know, it might have fins or whatever, but it still has some sort of propulsion, you know, like right. you yeah. could hear you know, it's not completely silent. You know, there still would be. You could hear something running. And yeah, why would you it come hear over
3: the propeller system? Yeah.
0: And why would a blimp come from? And and did you ever? Did you ever get a really good estimate of how far away you thought those lights were from where you were? Like, how far you do know, you think I, that vehicle traveled? I,
1: or that? I I went um once. Like the next, day, like it must have been Monday. One of the Monday, one of the days after this happened, that the lights were still in the sky. One of those two or three days, I just drove west as far as I could go and not get lost, and I never seemed to get closer to them.
0: Wow! And see, that's what's like when you know that area. Like, yes, yeah, Springfield's over that way, and Dayton's mm-hmm. over that way, and but it's still very back then. It would have been really rural, rural out outside of those towns, like as rural in Ohio as any place else, mm-hmm. even though you're oh, and right another, outside. Another
1: thing, I forgot, another thing I forgot to tell you is that when I left my car running, the radio on, the lights on, everything, and nothing happened with the car. You know, you hear the stories about my radio was going crazy. My car died. My lights flickered. I, did, I left those on on purpose to see Is I guess that's the only critical thinking I did at the time. And, they stayed on. the radio played. The lights didn't flicker. The car ran this entire time. Nothing weird happened to the car
0: and let's and let's face it. Did you think that was going to happen because of close encounters of the third kind and that that scene where Richard Dreyfus is out there by the railroad tracks and all that crazy? I do because, I, because I've,
1: I've just heard of stories of that happening. Yeah, and I've I thought, well, i want to see if it happens. You know.
3: Yeah, I've heard stories of that also. And uh, my theory behind it is these things would give off some type of a electromagnetic pulse, which would make a car engine die. And, you know, but the draining of the batteries and all that, you know, some of the things that uh, people have attested to, I don't know. I mean, that's just, you know, it's just above and beyond our understanding as of right now
1: um a, a few years after this happened um i had a friend of mine well I, I had a friend of mine when this happened he joined the air force and he was stationed at Wright Pat as an mp okay. and then a few years after this happened i had a had a friend of mine he was in the army and i asked both of them um what they thought about Wright Pat and the stuff that goes on out there i didn't tell them this story i just asked them in general my friend that's the military policeman at the time at right pat mm-hmm. he was the son of the pre- uh, he was the son of the preacher at our church he had no re- he has no reason to lie he said basically i don't know what is there but they told me that there's a certain area i'm not to be on and if i set foot on that area they will shoot and kill me so don't do it and i said well did you do it he said no i never went <laughs> i never went to that area at all and then i asked my friend that was in the army he had a um uh, really high security clearance at the time. Well, at the time he was in the Army. Um, he was out by by the time I asked him this. But I asked him, was it right, Pat? And he said he's never been there or seen anything, but he said he's seen paperwork come across his desk about stuff at Wright Pat, from time to time. And he says he doesn't know what is there, but he knows that whatever is there, they don't want the public to know about.
4: Mm, mm,
0: mm. That, you know, and we've heard that so many times I've heard that firsthand from one of my old high school football coaches who, who had a, I forget what his rank was when he got out of the, um, armed services, but he, you know, he was big on, uh, you'd go to the, you could go to the store. Uh, the commissary or, you know, the stores on bases. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as a, you know, even after you were out and, and he told me, he goes, yeah, he goes, there's places on Wright Patterson. And he, I think he was fairly high ranking when he got out. Cause then he would kept, uh, in the national guard. Um, and he, he said, yeah, you couldn't, there's places you can't go. That's armed. You know, there's armed guards standing around. And, and he goes, no, I don't know. what It wasn't like he said, yeah, they got UFOs in there. He's just like, yeah, there's something there, but he goes, I don't know what it is. He goes, but I didn't want shots to try to find out, you know?
3: So, well, you know what but, they say? Roswell and 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 things like that, the uh ending remains of that, the aliens and so forth, uh pieces of the ship, they say that's where it ended up. Was it Wright Patterson? It wasn't at Area 51. That's
0: That's one H- of the uh,
3: as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true too. Yeah.
0: That's one of the theories for sure. I mean, so that's definitely, I mean, so one way or another, you either saw a UFO or you saw like a experimental aircraft flying out of Wright Patterson that we still don't, that's still not something that we are using on a regular basis because I've never heard or seen anything. Now there, somebody out there might know something different than than me, but, uh, I've never heard of an aircraft that looked like that and just kind of glided along. And I mean, and if it's as close as what you're telling us, I mean, there's no doubt that you, you are, know what you saw from that distance. So.
1: I mean, it made me for a it made me for a long time keep a pair of binoculars and a disposable camera in my glove box of all my cars Mm
4: -hmm.
1: because I wanted to see something again. And actually I tried it one other time. And I thought I got something, but it was just a, a, a prop job airplane. That <laughs> was all excited. No, oh, geez. But it was, it was just a prop job.
0: So, so, so imagine a, a craft like that, right there, where it could just cruise. It could cruise right into Columbus, right into neighborhoods. Nobody would even know. At that height, you, you know what I'm saying. Especially if it wasn't wasn't really brightly lit and it wasn't making a noise. I they could just cruise around wherever. You know well, that's you, that's that's what's creepy.
3: Well, you know some of the sightings where people say they've looked up in the sky and found things that are the size of four football fields long, not making a sound, going right over them, enough to block out every star in the sky. I mean, how do you explain things like that?
0: I can't. That's I'm just a mailman. I'm just so. I'm just a mailman. I can't explain. I can barely explain people how mail gets from one place to another. How can I explain <laughs> something <laughs> like that? What are you talking about?
3: Well, I'll tell you <laughs> wow. this much. Uh, Mike's uh, encounter was just amazing. I mean. It the, is. The it, detail it, it is. And, and the, yeah. yeah, that's just amazing.
1: Yeah, I'd be I actually curious. Uh, contacted, I contacted MUFON after this happened a few years later mm-hmm. and did a report and they had a, a lady come out. And I drew her a little picture and stuff and it, it was assigned a, a, a MUFON number. Um, really? I mean, okay. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's still on their database, how long they keep them or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it, it, they assigned a number to it and then I never heard back from them. So okay. you know, I don't know what that ever came. Like. I'd
0: be super, I'd be super curious. I mean, we, you know, we obviously have a, a lot of Ohio listeners. If anybody from that area, remember seeing anything, I mean, weirder things have happened. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody mm-hmm. said, Hey, look, I saw the same thing, you know, but I, the bad thing is Mike is if, I'd have been your friend back then. I'd have been like, "Well, let's go tomorrow night. Let's go try the same thing." Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have left you hanging like
1: that. I mean, what kind of guys?
0: <laughs> I mean, jeez, wow. Oh.
1: They were all concerned about four wheeling and girls and stuff like that. And
0: well, don't get me wrong, I was concerned about girls at that age too. But I UFOs were a close second.
1: There you okay? go. Put it this way: the
0: UFO- girls
3: are going to be there, but the UFOs may not.
0: Boy, Jason, you may be on to something. Oh boy. So, okay, Mike. So I, I don't even know if you could top that story. Can you top that story? I I know we kind of talked that you had some other paranormal things that have happened over the years to you. Um, um,
1: well I lived in a house that had some weird things that happened. Um, uh, I had a we had a I had a roommate so I met a friend through work and he was renting a house from a lady he worked with and his roommate was moving out. He needed a roommate. I needed a place to stay, so I moved in with him. um the rent was really cheap. it wasn't a nice area a three bedroom house with a full basement two car attached garage for six hundred bucks a month split between the two of us so it was I'm nothing if I'm not cheap, so it was a good deal, so I jumped on it. Um, Everything was going good for a while. Um, my roommate went outside. He had a grill and he grilled some chicken on the grill and had some leftover, put it in the refrigerator on, you know, and keep it cold overnight. Um, the next day he went to get it and the plate's empty. And he got on me about eating his food because he didn't like it when I ate his food. But I don't eat warmed up meat. I just think it tastes really bad and I just don't do it. So I told him, I said, well, I didn't do it. So of course, to this day, he still thinks I did it. So I just chalked it up to some weirdness. Um, so one Saturday, I was doing some laundry, everything was in the basement. Um, the basement of this house was really odd. My, my roommate, it was a finished basement. So he had his bedroom downstairs. And when, it was a ranch style house. And when you drove into the garage, you walked up to the um, left side of the house and you walked in the door on the side of the house. And you could either go right down the stairs to the basement or take a step to your left. And you'd be in the kitchen and you walk around the kitchen. On the other side of the kitchen is the living room. And then there's a the hallway with the bathroom and the other bedrooms. So a short sort of shaped like a block letter Y. And there was something about the basement that just really creeped me out because if you walk down the stairs, the right was his bedroom or his bed and his dresser and stuff and to the left was an area where we just kept things like Christmas decorations or extra stuff, whatever. And there was a light there that you would turn on a little pull string light. But even when he turned the light on this back corner just had this, it almost absorbed the light in this back corner. It was very odd and neither one of us liked it. He put up with it more because he lived that, you know, that was his bedroom, but I always went downstairs and I always felt weird about this back this back corner so the laundry uh, the washer and dryer was down in the basement and i went down on a saturday put my stuff in the washer put the lid down went back upstairs watched some tv went downstairs and i was going to take it from the washer put it in the dryer the lid was up and it, it, it hadn't cycled and i thought oh i forgot to put the lid down so i put the lid down went upstairs watched some tv went back downstairs the lids up again i'm like well i know i put the lid down and i'm the only one home at this time so this happened a couple other times while I lived there. And, you know, again, I was young. I wasn't paying any attention to anything going on, any weirdness going on around me. Thought it was weird. Um, I went to Target, got a big pack of paper towels. Um, I put one roll on the paper towel holder in the kitchen, uh, put the rest in the basement down in that little weird dark area. When the paper towels in the kitchen were gone, I went downstairs to get a paper towel and it was a it was a pack of eight paper towels. I went down to get a paper towel. Paper towels are gone. There's just a empty plastic wrapper sitting where the paper towels were. Well I don't <laughs> there's no Somebody, way towels in a week. <laughs> it, was, it was weird stuff. Towels. Holy moly. It was weird yeah. stuff. Like um the 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 computer didn't get stolen, the money didn't get stolen, the um Nothing of value, no stereo, no TV. It was weird stuff, underwear, socks disappearing. I and mean, I I would probably have to buy new new underwear every six months because I would just go to my underwear and I have one pair. I have one pair on and one pair in the in the drawer. And I'm like, where's my underwear going? Just weird, stupid things.
0: So did, did the stuff ever re, did the stuff ever reappear? Like no. at a late, like so you never found seven more rolls of paper
1: towels anywhere? No. Nope. And I asked him, I'm like, well, you think I took your chicken? Did you take my paper towels? And he's like, well, I didn't take your paper towels. Well, somebody's coming in here and taking stupid stuff like chicken and paper towels and leaving the stuff of value like the stereo and the computer. He spent six grand on the computer in the back room. The computer's still there. Not to
0: mention your socks and underwear.
1: I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean – I, I mean, I know some people like that kind of stuff, but come on. Hey, well, you know, let's, have, let's, that's, a whole different,
0: that's a whole <laughs> different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. Let's not good.
1: <laughs> So to that. So I didn't think, I just thought it was weird. So I decided I was going to go, adopt a dog. because It'd be my first dog as an adult. So I went to the pound and got the best dog ever and brought him home. And of course, as, as he grew up, he would do things like he would stare at an area and he would growl and his hair would stand up. And then he'd look over his shoulder at me at these eyes as if he was saying, well, aren't you going to do something about that? And he'd look back and he'd growl. He would never bark. He would just, just this low growl. And you could see his hockles raised from his tail all the way up to his shoulders as he would stare at something. And I thought, well, okay, that's odd. So I was, laying on the couch one day, watching TV. And I saw, this is going to sound really weird. I saw a pair of legs run down the hallway out of the corner of my eye. And I, I'm like, well, what the heck? What, what's this? It was, it was no body and no feet. And it looked like they were like in, a, like sweatpants just real quick, just run down the hallway. I'm like, Okay. That's bizarre. So I'm on the couch one day and, my roommate comes home, and, and he, comes in the, he comes in around the corner. He looks at me. He goes, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? And he's like, well, who are you talking to? And I said, but don't you see all these people? And he's like, what people? Well, evidently, I was sick. I had gotten the flu or something, and I was had a fever. Now, this may have been because I was sick. I don't know. But I was seeing men and women in the house dressed in, like, old-style clothing, like the women with the big poofy dresses, and the guys with the really nice outfits, you know, the nice jackets, sort of like old Western style. Yeah. And I'm like, these people, don't, don't you see these people here? All these people. And he was like, you're there's something wrong with you. I'm like, no, the people. And I kept saying the people, the people. So he actually went to the store and got me some medicine. And he never asked money for it, which was really odd for him because he was a tightwad. He never asked <laughs> reimbursement for this money. So I'm like, okay, well. Maybe I was just sick and I was hallucinating these people, right? So my dog would spend half of his time laying in my bed, and the other half of the time he'd be in my roommate's bed downstairs. My roommate had a water bed. And he kept it really hot. So the dog, especially when it was cooler, he liked to lay down there on his water bed to stay warm. So the times when the dog was with me in my bed, he would be laying at the foot of my bed, and he would he'd have his head down on his paws, and he would look up at the door, and he would he would watch something move from my door, all the way to the side of my bed, and he would growl. And then he would look back at me, and he would whine. And He did this many times, and I thought, well, that's kind of creepy, but you know, it is what it is. You know, they're stealing chicken in underwear. Nobody's hurting anybody or anything like that. Well, my roommate later on told me that he was taking a shower one day, and he was the only one home. I was at work, and. He heard people talking in the house, and he got out, and actually got a butcher knife and went through the house looking for people because he thought somebody was in the house. So that was one of his weird experiences. And then, the 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 weirdest thing that happened to me at this house was I was laying. I always fall asleep on my stomach, and I'm laying with my arms crossed under my chest, with my right on the right side of my face on the pillow, facing away from the door. I'm trying to go to sleep. And off behind me, I hear something go, and I opened my eyes and I thought, well, this is not good. Um, I thought some other things too. I'm not going to say. And <laughs> I'm laying there and I'm thinking, as long as I don't get touched, I'm gonna be fine. And as soon as I thought that, I felt three pats on the back of my head, like when your mom does when you're sick, like you know, she'll stroke your hair.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Three of those on the back, three of those on the back of my head. And I'm laying there thinking, if there's something. Or someone there. It's between me and the door. How am I going to get out of this room? And I laid there for a while, and I thought I'm. I, I had to psych myself up to look, and I finally spun my head around real quick, and there's nothing there. And there were things like, um, uh, you know, other things would disappear. Um, you would see, you would set something down in this area, and then it would be moved a little bit. A few minutes later, to another another side of the counter. Nothing, other than the touching of the head. Nothing touched anybody or did anything harmful to anybody, but there were certain parts of the house my dog just did not like, and he would stare and growl. It was just really, really bizarre.
0: So do you, you know, I realize you were sick, and you're right, you may have been hallucinating, but did anybody, did any of those people answer you back that you were talking to? Like, like.
1: No, it was it was almost like I was seeing a projection of an old film. You know what I mean? Like it was no, being okay. projected on the walls. Yeah. You know, it was strange. I did have people that came over, and a couple of them didn't want to come in the house because they thought it was weird feeling. But I had other people that come over and didn't have any problem. So, why not? I don't
0: know. Listen, I would have to draw the line at something patting me on the back of the head, though. I mean, that would just. I don't even know how you could like the physical touching
1: the the rent was so cheap. I just couldn't. Well, now you know why, now now you know why. I know
0: exactly. (laughs) Wow. That is, um, that's some crazy stuff right there. I mean, I don't care how cheap the rent is. Um, that's, I don't know. That's some crazy stuff, but, uh, I will say, um, you're more of a man than me because I wouldn't have, I probably would not have gone back after the second or third time and bought more underwear.
1: <laughs> well, I need
0: <laughs> to be like, Hey, look, if you don't want me to wear underwear, I won't. Be, <laughs> <Gosh. I'd> just, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. well, Mike, Mike, bef- before we, before we let you go, hey, and Jason, this is this is the this is the best part. So you know, me and Mike and I are talking, and okay. he just happens to mention, "Hey, did you ever hear of the London Werewolf?" And I'm like, "You mean the you know like the werewolves of London or something, or you know, the movie, <laughs> or or what?" And he's like, "No, the London Werewolf." Whitey, do I don't know if you've ever heard that story, Jason. Have I, you ever, ever no, heard the story? No, I
3: haven't. No, I'm I'm interested. I was thinking the same thing, like you said, the so, uh, werewolf so of London, or what?
0: I think, I think we may have our first relative of a suspected cryptid on the show. Mike, would you like to share the story of the London werewolf?
1: All right, so. Several years ago on the Sci-Fi Channel, there was a show called Paranormal Witness, and I loved it. Mm -hmm. It was an hour long, and it was broken into two stories each 30-minute increments, right? Mm
4: -hmm. And
1: I'm watching it one day, and it was – the title of this one episode was called either The Cabin in the Woods or The Cabin or something like that. And it always comes up with the name of the location where this happens. And I'm watching it, and it comes up, and it says London, Ohio. And I'm like, oh, hey, well, I'm, that's where I live. I was born there. So I paid close attention to it. So the story goes, as best as I can recall, there was a young couple in the late 70s, maybe early 80s. I want to say like 82 or 83, maybe. A uh, man and a woman couple. They just got married, and they bought a house in the woods. And I, I, I'm using air quotes because – the woods in London aren't like the Pacific Northwest or the, you know, main,
4: you
1: know, there's just groups of trees and stuff like that. Right. So, so take it for what you will when they say the woods. So they bought this um, cabin or house, whatever it is in, in the woods and the husband either, he was either going to school at night or he worked at night. I can't remember exactly what was happening. But while, the, while the, he was gone and the wife was home, she was doing dishes or something one night. And she looked out the window and saw these two red eyes. It kind of scared her, but she thought it was something, you know, just an animal or deer or whatever. Um, and this happened a couple of times. And she told her husband about it, and the husband's like, yeah, well, whatever. It's probably just a deer or a raccoon. Maybe you saw a raccoon in the tree or whatever. So this one night she saw them, and they were super close to the window. I don't know if they were right up against the window or how far. It just says they were closer to the window. So she says something to the husband, and he thought, you know, I think the wife was pregnant or something or just had a baby, and he just thought she was just not getting sleep or whatever. So he goes to leave one night, and there was snow on the ground. He goes to leave one night, and he sees red eyes up on the roof of the house, and he sees this thing run and jump off the roof and take off into the woods. And he's, you know, what's this, right? So, But it's night out, so he, he's not going to go looking for it at night. So the next day, him and his friend, uh, or he gets his friend, and they go out, and they they follow the tracks in the snow. And they were dog prints. And then if I remember right, the dog prints kind of changed into more like a human print, and they kind of led to this house. Or oh, they knocked on the door of this house. It was an old, crappy house in the middle of nowhere. Knocked on the door, banged on the door, nothing happened, so they left. Um, a few, I don't know, weeks, months, whatever later, they have a flat tire on their car, and they go to this little shop in London um, to get their tire fixed. And they talk to the manager, the manager calls out this man's name, and his name's George. Well, George, like any good scary movie, just he's in the back corner where it's dark, and he walks out of the, the darkness towards her. And she said he had these orange eyes, like orange-amber eyes. And she knew that this was what she saw in the window. <clears throat> so the story goes that he fixed the tire, and then a few months, weeks, whatever later, this George guy dies. And when they go to his house, or the house that the husband and the, his friend found ended up being George's house.
4: Mm.
1: So when the police go to George's house, they go in, and it smells like a dog, and they go down into the basement, and they find chains that are cemented into the ground of, of, the, of the basement. The basement smells like a wet dog, and there's supposed to be call marks all over the walls. So the thinking is, is that George was a werewolf, and George uh, knew when he was changing, usually, and he would chain himself into the basement so he wouldn't run amok. But every once in a while, he was got caught off guard or something and changed and was out running around in, in in the area of London. So I was I'm always been fascinated by werewolves for some reason, and I mentioned this to my mom. I said, Hey, did you ever hear about? And I told her this story and she goes, Oh yeah, the London werewolf. i like, I said, Well, what do you mean? Oh yeah, the London werewolf? You should have told me about this. And she goes, Well, my stepdad' name was Dale. And he died uh, several years ago. Um, But she said, oh, yeah, that was Dale's uncle or great uncle. I'm like, wait, so the London werewolf, George, was Dale's great uncle. And she's like, well, yeah. And he worked at Barnhart's. I said, you mean the place where I took when I was 16 and got my car fixed? And she said, well, yeah. And she was so matter of fact about this that it just blew me away. So, basically, by marriage, I was related, a great-uncle or great-great-uncle, something like that, to the London werewolf. And I didn't know it until about six or eight years ago when I mentioned it to her.
3: Wow. That That is <laughs> great. That is great. <laughs> I love How about it.
0: that for a family reunion? Oh, like, I, I love
3: that. That's great.
0: <laughs> now, have you... Have you been able to um, find anyone who may have been around back then when that happened, and like find I, a little I, more I out haven't. about your uncle?
1: I haven't. Uh, you know, my stepdad died several years ago, and his parents died, and it was his it was his grandma's brother. So I guess that makes it his
0: great uncle no no yeah. to make him so, oh yeah yeah his great yeah then make him as great own, so and, yeah.
1: and and her last name was barnhart i don't know if that was her maiden name or her married name she died a really long time ago so there's really nobody i can ask that was be, would have been related to them because they've all passed away since you know since 2014 i think was when my stepdad died and he was the last one that would have known anything about this but the story is that they tore down george's house and he's buried in an unmarked grave in London. And there is several cemeteries in London, but there is one that's an older cemetery um, that is near where my mother lives. Um, and I'm thinking that may be where he's buried at, but I have no idea. Wow, Mm-mm-mm. that
0: that is some um, that is some cool stuff right there. It sure like, is. I mean just the que- like like did he did he emigrate from Europe or something and come over as a werewolf did he is it something that happened to him when he was over here you know what there's many, there's yeah. so many questions that uh,
1: Well it- London London only has about 10,000 people in it and mm-hmm. I would think that that would be a big deal in this town but either people I don't know. Maybe the people that knew about it, maybe they have all died by now, and all the younger people don't know anything about it. But my mom knew about it, and she just acted like it was common knowledge, and it wasn't that big of a deal. And I'm like, Mom, that's a huge deal because you know how I am about werewolves. You should have told me this when I was old enough to know. You know, I could ask some questions when they were still alive.
0: Maybe it's uh, maybe it's not a big deal because there's half the town is still werewolves, and the. and the ship that you saw that one night it was the sentry, out garden to make sure the werewolves don't get didn't get out, of, don't get out of. You oh, would, uh,
1: he, he would see some of the people that live in London. That's probably very true. Oh,
3: I mean, geez, so there okay. is a remote possibility out there that that the lycanthropy gene is being passed on or is still present with some people there in London.
1: Uh, that's, yeah, my my niece, uh, niece and nephews maybe.
3: Yeah, it's a possibility. That that bull- to me, that's amazing. I love that. That's a great story. <laughs> that's something to be proud of. I'd be telling everybody. <laughs>
0: my, great, well, what was he supposed to do? get a t-shirt says my great great uncle was a werewolf. Yep,
3: I would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I mean, that. Listen, that is probably you can go to any party. <clears throat> Nobody's going to top that. Nobody. Oh, nobody's going to top that. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Really? Your you your grandpa won the lottery. Your grand your your grandma won a Nobel Peace Prize. Well, my great uncle, my great great uncle's a werewolf. What do you got what? Do you got? You can't. You're not going to top that. You're not going to top that.
3: Oh, uh, think about it though. Um, the sightings of the of of dog men. You know, it's mm-hmm. a possibility that
0: hey, listen, it could be that, that, a, a werewolf. Yes, we had the story where uh, that was down there, in that area. Yes, uh, it was not that far away mm-hmm. from uh, from where we were talking about. Uh, do, uh, how now, close there, was there it?
1: is? There is a cemetery, another cemetery. Whether well, the the story is the, the town legend is there's a place called Wooly Burger or Wooly Booger, and it's a cemetery um, actually off of Six Sixty Five um, out in the woods near a Creek or supposedly they practice Satanism out there. And it was like, where you would go as a teenager to be scared. Mm-hmm. Um, I never went cause I can never find it. Um, but there is, you know, there's that story too. And I, I think probably all small towns have similar stories about creepy cemetery with Satanism, but you
3: know, I like them stories there. about those old, uh, cemeteries also, because you know, you can do chalkings of some of the old tombstones and everything. It's, uh, that's, that's pretty cool.
1: I was in Maine a couple of years ago and came across the Minuteman, uh, tombstone in the old cemetery from the Re- revolutionary war. I thought that was pretty cool.
3: Yes, definitely.
0: Uh, yeah, we're, we, we tend to not remember anything that didn't happen last week and yeah. don't realize how, <laughs> how, uh, old, old our country is and how you, but in, in respect, how young our country is to every place else in the rest of the world, yep. you know. Yeah, so you got
3: a very valid point uh, there, yep.
0: <laughs> so we, we don't uh, we don't know anything. We don't know nothing. Just, just put it that way, <laughs> but that is fantastic. That is uh, that that to me, Mike makes the whole story. The the whole episode is that. Uh, you know, maybe we do need to get. Maybe that doesn't need to be a new line of merchandise, Jason. My my great great uncle was a
3: werewolf. Yep, <laughs> there you go. And say I, I told <laughs> the world on the From the Shadows podcast. No, it just that's just it. My my great great uncle was a werewolf. That's it. That's it. It's
0: all it says. It's just going to open that, up all. That's all, a, can that's of all
3: you need. That's all you need <laughs> right there. Oh my goodness. Oh well, Mike. Hey, we.
0: I super appreciate you got you. Listening to us, being a fan—that's number one. I appreciate that you reached out to uh, to us on—I don't even remember. Was it the website or or yeah, Instagram sure. or yeah? So yeah, am yeah. so and glad you what,
3: did. I mean, this is yeah, awesome. we, that, This is what we want. What, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. We want everybody to to go to the from the shadows podcast uh, dot com. Go to the website. Contact us. Get a hold of me. Uh, at Shane Grove author on Instagram, or the or go to the From the Shadows podcast Instagram. Get us on there, or hit you us up on the
3: email from the Shadows channel at gmail.com Oh,
0: would you come on, man? You keep you keep, nobody's going to remember that from the Shadows channel. Just go to our <laughs> just go to our website. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, hey, man. You'd be
3: surprised at some of the things we get on that uh, particular email address. No,
0: I don't. I know what you get on there. You get all kinds of fans-only invitations. Come okay? on, now. I know. <laughs> I know that's what you get. I don't. So, but yeah, you can. And then you can get uh, reach us on After the Shadows on Facebook. Absolutely. Uh, on you know on the messenger part. So, get a hold of us because we want to hear your stories just like Mike. I mean, these are great stories. Especially coming from Ohio, I know we got a, we got some more Ohio people coming up. Which, you know, the rest of the world's like, man, just Ohio. But hey, look, we dig it. You know, we dig it.
3: Yeah, so. we can't help it. We're just in the perfect location where we get a little <laughs> bit of everything. We
0: want all we want all the all of our European listeners to come over to Ohio just so they can see some of these places. Yep. You know. <laughs> so well, hey, Mike. Thanks again. We appreciate you coming on, sharing your, your stories with us. And if you uncover any more info about your great, great uncle.
3: Please man, let us know uh, about it.
0: Let us know. We'd love yeah. to hear it. Yes. I will.
1: Absolutely. All right, Mike. Thank you, Mike. You, appreciate uh, it. We'll
0: talk to you later on. Yep. Bye. Yep.
1: Take All care. All right.
3: Thanks Bye, guys. Yep. Bye. See Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out.